Welcome in, everyone, to the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, joined from time to time and most all the time by Mr. Randy Cook. He's right now with his big uh, omelet maker making up some omelets for me. <laughs> he, uh, I, I told him I like extra cheese, mm-hmm. and he said, mm-hmm. I'll do it, mm-hmm. but you have to send it to me. And I was like, you know what? Amazon is... <laughs> Not delivering cheese right now. No, so. that's not a good thing to drop in your doorstep and leave in the sun. That's not it good. It could be a cheeseless omelet, <laughs> which I'm not a big fan of. So today, I just want to welcome you. And listen, I know the world has been crazy. We've been in a place where we've had this COVID-19, coronavirus, political nonsense, political issues. You know, I, I saw a picture. In fact, I posted it on Facebook, Randy, the best way to get rid of coronavirus is to throw your TV out the window, okay? <laughs> so that's the best way to get rid of the virus. Look, I'm not denoting the fact that it's real and legitimate, but we're going to talk about some stuff today that you're going to be like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. The other thing that I want to share with you today, this show is all about the idea of investing in essentials. You know, we've heard it said, you're an essential business, you're an essential business, you're an essential business. And quite honestly, I have no idea where the basis of that is coming from, Randy, because, it, you know, how is Lowe's and Walmart essential, but Kohl's is not essential? Mm-hmm. You know, how is McDonald's essential, but the mom and pop bakery shop not essential? Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes zero sense. Zero sense. So what we want to talk about today is the idea of investing, using your dollars, using your money in a way that you can look to invest in essentials. Many of you out there, as you invest, quite honestly, you got your head in the sand. You're hearing so much content, so much media, so many things. Jim Cramer's up there pushing buttons and making all kind of noise and rolling his sleeves up and getting crazy and spitting in the camera. Listen, he's got some great information from time to time, but at the end of the day, how do you know what you should be applying to you and your situation? So we want to talk about the idea today of investing in essentials because the way we invest because of this coronavirus should change. It should have changed for you and should change for you. And if it hasn't, you're going to be one of those ones that's kind of left out in the cold. I hate to say it, but that's what's going to happen. And we've seen this, Randy, even before the coronavirus, how the whole investment world has changed. And I think that we look to our financial advisor to help us move along and change and make adjustments to our investing. I mean, every economic cycle has its ups and its downs. And, you know, there are certain aspects that you should be investing in and moving through as we go through the different economic cycles. Some people say we're probably on the decline now. The the curve has we've peaked and we're going down. And some people say at that time it's, you know, invest in utility companies and we're all going to have to eat. So invest in grocery store chains and communities. Communication seems to be very big right now. Home entertainment seems to be very good. Those are the kind of things that might we might be looking at, but it probably goes quite a bit deeper than that, doesn't it? Well, it goes much deeper than that. And, you know, when you invest in essentials, also the question you have to ask, Randy, is how connected is what I'm investing in with this all of this political risk? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a we're recording this on May 4th around 11 a.m., and one of the things that's right front and center on the CNBC page here is U.S. airline stocks tumble after Buffett sells whole stakes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we literally just watched the uh, interview with uh, Brett Baer, and I can't recall her name, the other evening, last night or whatever, basically talking to the president, the vice president, and the treasury secretary, and talking about the economy and everything. And we saw how there was a little bit of a rebound with airline stocks as they got infused capital. And more importantly, the way that capital came from is they sold a bunch of bonds in the market. Well, now all of a sudden they're tumbling because Buffett sold the stakes, right? So at the end of the day, we want to be in a place where we're investing in things that are as immune to 
the political risk and outside jars, so to speak, up and down jars, so that way we can smooth out our ride. And I think, Randy, that's so important because a lot of times when people invest their money, they are not really paying attention to what's happening and where things are. So let's talk about this. When you talk about investing in essentials, and and I don't want to talk about it just from the perspective of the coronavirus or COVID-19. I want to talk about it from the perspective of life in general, because I think we're all smart enough if we pay attention. That's the key. You got to pay attention in life. If you pay attention, you're going to find opportunities that other people just will not. And by that, I mean, we all may remember back in the mid-late 2000s, even still now to some degree, when areas of Texas, Austin, Texas, I had a good buddy in Austin that was a builder, and uh, there was other parts of the country, Nashville, Tennessee, and you know other places where there was just massive boom. I mean, people were moving there like crazy. You know, a lot of these states right now, we see Florida is one, and Texas is another, and Tennessee is another, where they have a tax-free state, and you can move and save money in income taxes. I mean, we just had a conversation the other week, Randy, with a gentleman, a couple, him and his wife, actually from California, and they moved to Florida. And their number one reason, now there were several others, but the number one reason that they moved to Florida was tax savings. Mm -hmm. That was their number one reason. It's not because they like the beaches or because, you know, and they wanted to save their money in taxes. And so what happens, you have to understand, folks, is money moves. It doesn't just go away. It moves. And when you understand that from the perspective of investing, Randy, it's like, you know, if you're trying to, it's like when you hit your golf ball, if you stand in the same spot, there's a good chance once you hit the ball and you stay in that same spot, you will not be able to hit your golf ball the second time. (laughs) Interesting observation. Yes. (laughs) That ball moves. It did. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. Unless unless it's a swing and a miss. (laughs) So, you know, when you're on the tee box, okay, you get your driver out, your three wood, your iron, depending on where you are, and you hit the ball and the ball goes. You don't just stay there and say, well, I'm going to try and hit the ball again from here because that makes the most logical sense. I'm already here. I'm very comfortable. And, uh, you know, my cart's here. Let me just stay here and try and hit the ball. I know it's 250 yards out the fairway, but ain't going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, you're like, Mike, that's stupid. Of course it's stupid. And that's exactly why investing in the same thing and expecting different results is stupid also. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You know, people that were in a situation where they said, hey, I'm conservative, I'm safe, I'm whatever, lost a bunch of money in 2008. People that thought they were conservative and safe, whatever, lost a bunch of money when the market kind of went down this year, and it's down right now as we're speaking. I don't think it's done. I think there's some left in the system. I think there's a lot of good things to come, hopefully, Lord willing. But at the end of the day, we have to move to where the opportunities are. Just like when we hit the golf ball, we got to move to wherever that ball is moved to. So, Michael, is that short-term thinking there? Because, I mean, when you say that, where is the money moving? My neighbor, right through the cul-de-sac over here, owns a cleaning service. And he said, we have millions of dollars in orders right now for companies that their employees are going to come back to work and they want us to absolutely hazmat, sterilize that place. And then they want us to come in every two weeks to do that. And that is a business that is definitely on the upswing. But is that a short term kind of thought? You know, if you were to invest in a company that makes PPE for medical, is that short term or do you invest in the company that is going to dispose of all this plastic? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to look at this, but is that all very short term thinking? And is that the way you should be thinking? 
I got to say the answer is both. Okay. <laughs> now, here's what I mean by that. You know, when you talk about your buddy's cleaning business mm -hmm. and, and going in and ozone and all this kind of stuff people need, from every crisis, there's new opportunities that arise. Okay. That's the beauty of the entrepreneurial spirit is new opportunities arise from every situation that comes. In fact, you might even want to write that down. New opportunities arise from every situation that comes. But is it this idea of following the money is a lifelong journey. And i got to be honest with you, unfortunately, one of the things, not to poo-poo the financial industry for a minute, but one of the things that we see often in the financial industry is financial advisors are, stay with me, Randy, it's a four-letter word, it might hurt your ears, lazy. Uh-oh. They are lazy. So they're in a situation where all they want you to do is ride it out, hang in there, it's going to come back, don't worry about it. We're in it for the long haul. All of that stuff that's been regurgitated for years and years and years because that's their story. So what I'm saying is you have to be in a place from an investment perspective that you find a proactive approach. And by the way, folks, a little side note, you got a question about how you could be proactive, head over to leanonthewall.com. Again, www.worldwideweb leanonthewall.com just as it sounds and you can learn some things from videos and things that we got up there great information reach out to a team member about the importance of why we are proactive in our firms wall private wealth us private wealth with families but you got to be proactive randy it's so important and at the end of the day you know one of the things that we want to talk about also is the idea of what should you do you know you gave a great example practically about a business that is not only thriving but you know growing in this economy mm -hmm. okay and not every other business has that opportunity so the first thing is if you are working somewhere let me say it this way i think the first thing you want to do is evaluate where are you working and what is the shelf life of the industry that you're in this might be a great opportunity to kind of switch gears and say i'm going to do something differently that's actually going to give me more potential and opportunity down the road but if you're an investor one of the great ways that you can take advantage of something like that, as an example, is through private equity. And that's one of the things that we do through one of the companies that I own for families, which is U.S. Private Wealth. Through that company, we offer private equity, okay, opportunities. Private equity is simply the idea of buying into privately run companies, and you're partnering in those companies. Now, to your point, Randy... I'll give you an example. Lawn Doctor, I don't know if you're familiar with... Are you familiar with Lawn Doctor? Yeah, you've you mentioned are, them in the past, yes. Okay. So Lawn Doctor is essentially a company that will go around and spray your yard, make it look beautiful, you know, kill the weeds and make it look green and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So they have all of these contracts and independent contractors throughout the country. It's easy business to get into. So it doesn't cost a lot of money for someone that wants to get into the business. And there's a need, right? So now all of a sudden, okay, they've been doing lawns. That's great. But one of the reasons that we um, got involved through the private equity offering that we're involved with one of the reasons we got involved with Lawn Doctor there is because they wanted to expand. They said, hey, you know, we're already here. We're killing weeds. We're making yards look nice. But since we already have the house contract, we know that there's an easy availability just to connect with these couples and families and say, listen, we can also now bring online a product that will kill bugs. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, now we have a bug service, right? So we can go and spray around your house and kill bugs and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, they also have that relationship with the family as far as kind of helping uh, protect their lawn, protect it against bugs and protect against those things. How challenging do you think it is for them to lay on another layer which says, hey, oh, by the way, we're going to kill anything in your house and, uh, you know, sanitize it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's not challenging. They're mm-hmm. already there. Mm-hmm. They already have the contract. They already have the availability. They already have the demand. They already have the trucks. They already have the capacity. So that's something, and those types of things are available off the market. You just can't get that on the stock market. Now, there might be some things on the stock market that you can invest in that has similarities, but the disadvantage is, is you participate in the volatility of the market. If the market's up today, your stock's affected by it. If the market's down tomorrow, your stock's affected by it. It's that old adage of a rising tide will lift all boats. So that's what I'm talking about, Randy, in a very, very micro level. Does that make sense? I mean, is that kind of the question that you were asking? Absolutely. And there's another level of this, too, that comes to my mind, too, is is everybody's probably looking for opportunities. So they look out there, you know, where are the store's shelves bare? You know, there's yeah. there's no Clorox out there. There's no disinfectant wipes. There's no toilet paper. There's no paper towels. So maybe that's where my money should go. But I would think it's almost the same as like the oil are you, industry. Are you saying put your money on the shelf so that instead of the paper? <laughs> towel so that way you, it's like it fills the shelf up no like, then you walk and be like okay what i'm my saying money. is you look at that company and i've got this feeling that three months six months from now there's going to be toilet paper running from the sky you know and there's going to be disinfectant wipes and there's going to be all these things there's going to be this backlog everybody is either going to have them and they're going to have been making them and the price is going to go down it's kind of like oil right now is yeah. that there is so much they're storing it in ships offshore that price of oil is going way down and i think that there's certain investments right now that people might be looking at where that might be the end game in six months. Well, it, it definitely is something to, to think about. I wouldn't say that's something right away to get all in. You know, oil is such a volatile mm-hmm. commodity. It really is. And especially when you look at the rise of like Tesla, the rise of some of these other, you know, electric car companies, everybody's jumping into the game. I don't know that oil is going to have the same presence in the world ever as it had in the past. I just don't believe that to be the case. I mean, think about this just as a quick example. Just think about the movement and shift, population shift of people as an example. Now, Randy, you know that I live in Florida, South Florida here. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we're seeing is massive people, a massive amounts of people move into different parts of Florida, all over Florida. Georgia, same Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. South Carolina, same thing. You know, all of these other states like that, Texas, you know, people are moving. And so let's just think about it this way. What else is, you know, oil is used to heat homes in the country. Mm-hmm. So if you got people from the north annoyed by the taxes and all this other stuff, you know, liberal politicians and by the masses, they're moving south. Let's just say 10 percent of the population shifts south. Mm-hmm. And now that 10 percent is not replaced up north, but it's just they're gone. So 10 percent of that population Let's just say it's a couple million people have permanently shifted south and they're not going back up in the winter months anymore, mm-hmm. which means they're not using their heating oil. How does that affect the industry? Certainly. So I think when you take a look at everything that's happening, I'm not saying that you don't go invest in that. I'm just saying that from a micro and macro level, you have to look at where things are. Now, last note that I want to say as far as investing in the essentials, I think one of the essentials, if you are moving into the retirement stage, and by the way, if you are in the retirement stage or what we call it the financial red zone where you're five to 10 years from retirement, you really need, or even in retirement, quite honestly, you really need to have a second opinion on what you're doing. You need to take a look at what you're doing now and how you can improve what you're doing. You can't just improve your structure by listening to things and gaining information and saying, wow, that's really good. And then you go out and play golf tomorrow. Or you listen to this and you listen to that and you go out and do whatever you do today. 
You can't do that. You have to actually make some changes to improve your story. So I'm going to challenge you that if you're in that lane, five to 10 years from retirement, the financial red zone, or in retirement, that's really where the firms that we're working with specialize in. I'm going to challenge you to reach out to our team. Go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com, or you can always call in at 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. But leanonthewall.com is the easiest way to get there. But from a macro, micro level, Randy, I think one of the essentials that you have to think about in relation to your investments is this whole idea of wealth protection, especially if you're in the financial red zones or retired. You have to start thinking that way. You know, we just connected with a, a new couple that is actually uh, moving their assets to our firm, and we went through a variety of different things. And believe it or not, he had almost 90% of his retirement account, 401k, invested into company stock. Mm. Almost 90%. It was in an ESOP plan. It's an employee stock ownership plan. And he was in a place where 90% of his investments were in that stock. And so we, that's way, way, way too concentrated. You're going to get killed. Even if the stock does well, that's a recipe for disaster. You never do that. You have to start looking at ways to de-risk. Now, you might say, well, geez, I don't have 90% of my portfolio in one stock. I'm a pretty smart investor. Well, first off, great job if you're better diversified than that. Number two, my question is, how are you diversified? And again, what is an essential piece of your portfolio if you're in the retirement lane? Well, an essential piece is making sure that you have risk reduction in your portfolio. How much of your investments right now, if you've got a $2 million or $5 million or $20 million or $100 million, whatever the number is of your portfolio, how much of your investments right now is set up in such a way that if the market turns over and drops 30 40%, we're not going to sit here and try and time it or, or worry about it, but if that happens, how much of your investments are set up in such a way where they will not lose a dime? Do you know the answer to that? You may not. How can you participate in entering back into the market's well after a crash has happened well one of the ways you do that is by making sure that you have some powder dry all while still keeping your money working for you those are important things so i want to challenge you again go to leanonthewall.com there's a lot of educational stuff up there Again, leanonthewall.com, you can reach out to our team. But Randy, is there anything else that you want to share? Any other thoughts? Well, I just think that when it comes right down to it, we all wonder about these things. I mean, I get together with the guys that I play golf with, and they ask me questions about this because they know that I'm on the show with you. And everybody is curious about where should my money go? We are not all experts in this. We are experts in something else. And I think that it is so important, as you said, to put somebody on your team to sit down and have a very serious conversation about it and somebody who does it on a regular basis. And that's what their chosen profession is. And I, I think it when you sit around and kick it around, you should be asking the questions of somebody who is in the area. And not just that, you want to be in a place where you're asking questions to somebody that's not just in the space, but somebody that's in the space and has objective thinking mm -hmm. that really has an understanding of what's happening and what's going on. And they have a completely independent lens. I think that's the one big you know, mishap, Randy, is a lot of investors are in a place where they're working with an advisor, a great person, but they're with a large company. Mm -hmm. And that large company, you know, essentially their role working with that large company is technically is an asset gatherer. They just share the information that the corporate sends down in a lot of ways. Not that they don't do research, 
but most of them don't because they're lazy, that four-letter word. So make sure you're in a place where you're getting a second set of eyes on your financial plan, or maybe you need to create a financial plan. I have a new article coming out in Forbes talking about investing during a crisis. That should hit Forbes hopefully this week, and we can make that available to you as well. All you got to do is go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com, and you can reach out to our team with questions in your financial situation. Well, I hope you had a blessed day. hope you learned something from that show. hope you were encouraged by the show. And I want to challenge you to take a moment in life to see how you're adding value to others. Remember, it's all about living on purpose so we can live with purpose. Have a blessed day. Talk to you soon. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733 0010.